0: You're listening
1: to Final Ground, talking about all things
0: water, multi-body, house, and yeast.
2: I'm Aaron Frantel from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and you're listening to Final Gravity Podcast.
3: <laughs> some of my best friends broke the short bus.
0: I'm leaving you in charge. What's your name? Steve. Steve? Steve. Yes. And you work in your security? Yes. yes I got the Blackhawks colors right. on. We had some complaints. in Chicago. Yeah, complaints. <gasps> like what kind of stuff? Noise. Noise. Yeah. A lot of people number making number noise.
2: So. Noise. Yeah, like they're like, uh, it's it's a drunken crowd up here, because you guys, uh, handle it. No, yes. Exact call. No, that's the call that we got, though, but I appreciate you guys keeping it down for me. Yeah. That
3: was so
0: better than your mom. Uh, so you guys have just won a urinal.
3: Yeah.
0: For bringing the most beer, how do you feel about that? It
1: is a good time man. It is a proud, proud day in the Isle of Virginia history.
0: What's up bitches? What's up?
4: Forrest, hey. Yep we hey, got what's up, man.
0: We got Forrest on the S K Y P E. Did that sound gangster? I was trying to make that sound gangster.
4: <coughs> Slightly gangster.
0: Okay, cool. Ah. Cool, cool. Yeah. I
5: logged in after not remembering my password twice. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
4: I'll be glad when they figure that shit out so they don't have to punch in passwords for anything.
0: Yeah. So we're back in the studio. It's been uh, way too friggin' long. We kind of uh, took a little hiatus in the month of October due to uh, some of my own personal and health reasons. But uh, we're back and uh, hopefully get more on a regular schedule here. We do apologize and uh, thankfully our sponsors have been uh, pretty understanding through the whole thing but uh, I'm better and uh, I just went to the heart doctor the other day and apparently there was no more fluid around my heart so he gave me a clean bill of health which is good awesome yeah yeah great thing still don't feel 100% but Ninety you know two, so we're getting there. You fucking bike twenty seven miles today I mean <laughs> yeah well I'm fucking tired that's for sure but that's uh that's why we're gonna drink a bunch of cider and beer tonight and uh, Warren is on his way. he'll be up here shortly and James and Brian are virgins to the studio they uh, there's a rumor that they may show up at some point too. Warren's gonna be running a little bit late because he had to close up the store, but he will he assures me he will be here. And we have Chris sitting in the studio with us, and uh, Forrest is on the S-K-Y, to the P, to the E. Was that better? You heard! (laughs) Yo, yo! (laughs) (laughs) Nice.
4: Word is bond.
0: (laughs) Word is bond, yo. Yeah, so tonight we're uh, going to be talking about cider. I'm getting a wicked feedback. Yeah, um... Do you have your speakers on, Forrest?
4: No, I don't. I have a headset. I oh, okay. actually don't hear any feedback. I'm hearing it in the in the phones. I'm.
0: All right, hold on. It may be it may be my end. Hold on. It's been a while since we did this.
5: Uh, I think it's this this laptop.
0: Oh yeah, turn the volume down on that. Let's see. Hey, that, yeah, that did it. Yep, that was it. Perfect. Uh, you know, time that.
5: You figure out what the internet delay is between us speaking and it coming back through.
0: Right. And it, apparently Comcast is on it because our delay has gotten shorter. <laughs> Anytime we have these <laughs> stupid delay issues, it's definitely gotten shorter, <laughs> which is good. But, uh, yeah, so we're going to be talking about some cider tonight and Perry. And uh, I don't know. We'll see what what all the other guys bring. I have only just made my first um Perry. So I guess you could call it a pear cider or a pear wine, however you want, you know, however you want to say it. Did you do it from pressed pears, or did you
5: just do it from pear juice?
0: No, we did. Um, we did press pears. It was it was pretty neat because uh, my cousin has a, a pear tree. Nice. So I went over there. I raped all the pears off the tree off the ground, and uh, anything I could get that wasn't you know eaten by bugs or completely rotted. And this was just a few weeks ago, actually. And uh, one of the guys in the club had made a scratter or a grinder. Um, some people call them apple scratters, grinders, but it, it grinds the apples up. It's pretty cool. He did a DIY on it. It's a PVC um, pipe, four-inch PVC pipe with a bunch of screws in it oh, and, yeah. a, and a plywood box, kind of like the hopper on a grain crusher. Mm-hmm. Same idea. And you just throw the apples in there. You, you get a drill to spin the the PVC drum, if you will, and you just throw the pears in there and you get a stick and, you know, you kind of work them in there one at a time and when man when they hit that drum they just (laughs) (laughs) yeah so nice um definitely don't try to press full apples or pears or you're gonna probably break your press and you probably won't get as much juice as you could so you have to grind them up first Hmm. into, into bits um and there's you can look online there's a whole bunch of plans for grinders or scratters they're also called But, uh, yeah, I did that with Warren when we did the Perry, and I helped him grind up a bunch of apples, and then we pressed them all. And it it is amazing, once you grind them up, Mm -hmm. you know, how much juice is already there without without pressing. And as soon as you put all the the pulp, if you will, into the bags, into the press, there's already juice running out. And uh, between... His fresh apples he got and those pears, that was some of the best juice I've ever had in my life, man. It was awesome. I'm sure just being fresh, it tasted fantastic.
1: Yep.
5: Yeah, we've got a pear tree in our backyard, but uh, we got, we it was a very young tree. We got it on for like 10 bucks on a Lowe's clearance a couple of years ago, around this time of year, and just stuck it in the back, and uh, this was the first year we actually got pears on it, and we got all of 12, and... Of those, I think we were able to enjoy six of them because other than that, the birds got them or the squirrels or something. So we've just actually pruned the tree this year, so hopefully we'll get
0: a few more next year. Yeah, that's the um, hers had a lot on it, and it's cool because it was just she's in like a condo complex, so yeah. it's it's in her yard technically, but uh, she didn't plant it, and it's been there—an apple tree and a pear tree. Her apple tree didn't do too well, but the pears I probably. And I, I hit it too late because I probably could have gotten a lot more fruit because a lot of it was already on the ground.
5: Oh, yeah. Okay, So yeah, I
0: yeah. probably could have pulled two or three bushels just off one tree.
5: It's like the black walnuts that we've got in the back, too. It's it's like, you know, once they start hitting the ground, it's like you really got to get up the tree, but yep. it's
0: tough dude, sometimes.
4: Dude, no, you got to do a walnut cider.
0: Walnut cider, huh? It actually... <laughs> Ooh, it's an interesting idea. It is, actually is interesting, but I imagine... <laughs>
5: to get into a black walnut, though, let me tell you. Oh, I mean, my you, God, you, it's ridiculous. Oh, it is. I mean, you get those walnuts that they have, like, you know, the California ones for Christmas, and you can just, like, use those uh, that those tong-like uh, nutcrackers, and they just pop open. These things, I've got dents in my maple cutting board from hitting them with a hammer to get them to <laughs> split open.
0: <laughs> yeah. The black walnuts are no joke. i have seen them all over as I've been riding mm-hmm. lately. They're all over the ground.
4: Yeah, I think the oil from those would probably kill the uh, kill anything you'd want to do. Uh, I mean, I guess it would probably still work with fermentation wise. That's gotta taste like shit, though. I was just being an idiot.
0: I, actually, I don't. I don't know about that because I think you're right, and I think that it would kill everything because walnuts are a very high concentration of iodine. Huh. That's how they make iodine. Is so? Walnuts. Do
5: you do you dry walnut it? <laughs> what I don't know throw them in after fermentation and kind of let the
0: alcohol kind of like pull the essence out
4: so you teabag them yeah <laughs> <laughs> dangle your bag of nuts in there
0: nice yeah hang your bag of nuts in the fermenter after it's fermented the show is going there already I love it we're back <laughs> we're fucking back
4: at least it's it's innuendo that's somewhat clever instead of just outright porn
0: right right it, it was a little cheeky I like it it works Fuck it. <laughs> we're all we're all tired. But uh <laughs> Yeah, so um and actually it's Warren was telling me and like I said, he'll be here in a little bit, maybe he can in- give us a little more insight. But he says there's believe it or not, you you still even around here in the northeast, you still can get apples. They have some late varietals that you know you can still harvest even this time of year, which is awesome.
5: Yeah, that is cool. I mean that was one of the things I saw even just looking at you if you look at the uh uh, some of the supermarkets actually have local apples in it, and you can actually see how the mixes change as the months go on, because you'll have, you know, certain things will be early, You'll get, your, and then your Macs will come in, and, you know, and then in the, there are a the couple of late ones, so they kind of keep it going. It's good.
0: Yep. Yeah, and um, a lot of the places you know, I was concerned, because I'm going to start, you know, playing around with a lot more cider since I've only technically done one, but uh, I've... It, it was so much fun to like grind them up and to do the pressing and it, it was kind of refreshing a refreshing uh step away from brewing if you will you know we're still brewing but there was no boiling <laughs> there was no hopping it was just press the apples get the juice and throw yeast at it actually we had to put um, metabi- uh, potassium metabisulfite in first to kill any w- potential wild yeast
5: oh yeah you would have had it yeah because uh, I, I i basically did it the? Uh, I mean, you don't have cheap, to do it that cheap ass way, way, and because uh, I it was before um, Warren had his cider pressing. I actually went down to the supermarket and bought five gallons of, uh, I think it was Melek Farms. And the key with this, you got to read the labels on these things because some of them have preservatives in them, and some of them don't. The ones I got, they'll say cold pasteurized because they want to kill all the bugs too, because like there was the whole cider scare with you know kids getting sick and stuff like that. So, a lot of them, if you get cold pasteurized, all that says is that they, they shot it with radiation. So, they killed whatever's there. But that doesn't mean if you introduce your own bugs that it won't work. Right. Okay. And it worked beautifully. So, right. it's, a, even, it's even easier than the ah, well, let's crush some stuff. I'm going to pour five gallons of cider in a bucket, throw
0: some yeast at it, and ta da! Sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, so, yeah, it's like, a I guess, UV pasteurization, right?
5: Yeah. UV um, I don't know if it's UV or, or some other, uh, or, or what other wavelength they use, but it's some sort of a radiation.
0: Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's that's definitely um, the totally cheap and easy and lazy lazy brewer way to do it. Sure. <laughs> it's <laughs> worked. I want to try. Actually, um, me and my wife, when we used to go to New England on our anniversary every year, I, I bought a couple gallons of cider while we were up there and i just let it naturally ferment so i and theirs wasn't pasteurized so it was definitely some wild yeast in there yeah it was cool it was it was interesting it tasted good it didn't uh, had i let it longer it may have picked up some sourness but i wasn't patient enough uh, yeah <laughs> you know it was only in, in the fridge uh, I don't, and that was wild too because it actually fermented in the fridge
5: Oh yeah, I've had that one happen once too. Even with this Milok farmer. it was like I don't know if something didn't quite work or whatever, but it was like yeah, I had a a cider and it was uh, you know, all of a sudden the bottle started to bloat in the in the uh, in the fridge. Yeah. So we just kept relieving the pressure on the on a little little yep. cap and. Sth,
0: sth, 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 and yep. <laughs> open the cap a little bit. Yeah, it was good. It was a good cider though. I do have some Perry for us to taste. I'm trying to figure out and um, maybe uh you know, in doing some research, and maybe when Warren gets here, maybe he can shed a little light, but it, it's got almost a sulfury kind of smell, and it's not quite done fermenting yet, so I think it's probably just a little something offshoot of the yeast. Maybe, maybe it's a little green. I know that. Yeah. Yeah,
4: the, the last one that I made, um, it went through phases where it, what was coming out of the airlock smelled really good, and then it would smell like a baby diaper for a while, and then it would go back <laughs> to smelling kind of good, and then kind of weird. It's just part of the process
0: right and and that's i in some of the reading i did it sounded like that was c- sort of par for hey, course there's a the guys with ciders that uh you get sort of that like you said like the baby diaper sulfury farty kind of smell and how then, far
5: in how, how many weeks into the fermentation do you get that is that early on
4: midway um let's see i'm
0: how, I'm, not, I'm trying, I'm not trying, to, figure out, that I'm trying to figure out when i brewed this um
4: I think mine was, uh, it was midway toward like three quarters done.
5: I
0: Hmm. think I'm about three weeks in now.
5: Yeah, because I'm trying to remember. I did, I've got that uh, kind of almost a sizer because I threw about two and a half pounds of honey in it. But um, I think I started that one back in September. And I racked it off after about three weeks. I don't remember smelling uh, sulfur. Maybe the honey helped. But um, I racked it off into a secondary, and I actually dry hopped it. Oh, cool! And then I've racked it off the hops maybe last week, I
0: think. Okay. And well, We had uh, James O'Brien just showed up, which is awesome. What's up, guys? What's up? We'll uh, the next break we take, we'll see if we can get everyone a set of phones here. We might be shy one, I'm not sure, but we'll uh, we'll certainly try to get everybody phones maybe let's see how far in are we can we take our first break yeah we probably actually we probably could um we will take a quick one actually do you guys know how far warren's out Not a clue. no okay all right so what we'll do uh we'll hit up our first break see if we can rearrange the studio for these guys get them some headphones microphones and uh, we'll be back in a minute guys stick around it's final gravity podcast You're listening to Final Gravity Podcast. Homebrew University, 160 Main Street in Hackettstown, New Jersey is a proud sponsor of Final Gravity Podcast. Give them a visit for a great selection of homebrewing equipment, supplies, literature, and more. Not sure about a recipe? Not a problem. They'll formulate a recipe for you and give you all the necessary ingredients. Homebrew University carries extract and a great selection of grains that you can have crushed while you wait. Check out their signature recipe kits, available only at Homebrew University. They also carry a full line of wine and cider making supplies and equipment. Visit Homebrew University today at 160 Main Street in Hackettstown, or you can call them at 908-452-5352. That's 908-452-5352. Stop by Homebrew University today and see what all the buzz is about.
6: Hey guys, I like to shop. And when I come home from shopping, the last thing I want to do is carry my bags through the snow, ruining my cute shoes I just found on sale. I wish my husband would just get a shed from Pleasant Run Structures so I could have my garage back. He could put all of his man stuff in the shed and brew out there. I mean, all he has to do is call 908-237-1325 and get the man cave of his dreams. They even offer two-story sheds because I know he has a lot of shit. Pleasant Run Structures has two locations in New Jersey, Parsippany and Flemington, but they will ship anywhere. So it really is a no-brainer. Check out PleasantRunStructures.com for more info. That's PleasantRunStructures.com. Check it out today, because your wife might be so happy she can park in her garage, you might even get some. Does
0: your kegerator still look like it belongs in a dorm room? Do you still have Coors Light or NASCAR tap handles on it? Look no further, Fisher Woodcraft has the solution. Fisher Woodcraft hand turns, exotic hardwood tap handles, and let me tell you, these things are beautiful. Give your kegerator that sleek look with a Fisher Woodcraft tap handle. Fisher Woodcraft also offers hand-spun bowls, mugs, and more. Look them up online: www.fisherwoodcraft.com. That's www.fisherwoodcraft.com.
1: Hello, beer drinkers! Look at your peanuts. Now look at my peanuts. Now look at yours. Now back to mine. Sadly, your peanuts are not JB Gourmet peanuts. Look down. Now look up. Where are you? You're at jbgourmetpeanuts.com. What's that in your hand? It's the original peanut. Look down. Now look back up. It's the spicy. What's that in my hand? It's a 16-ounce jar of peanuts. Look again. They're gone. Look again. The refill bag has filled it back up. Now they're diamonds. Spicy, delicious, addictive diamonds. I'm on a horse. Give them a call, Mon. Ask about their peanuts. 201 906 8777. Or visit their website, jbgourmetpeanuts.com. That's jbgourmetpeanuts.com. Hey guys,
0: it's Jay. Just wanted to reach out and thank all of our listeners for supporting our show over the years. Keep it up, man. Don't forget to go to our homepage and click on those links for the AHA and BYO. Helps you out, and it helps us out as well. If you think there's nothing better than the look of polished stainless and copper, if you're not sure that six tap handles is going to be enough in your chest freezer, then you're in the right place. Welcome back to final gravity. We're back, and Chris is very interested. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not so sure I want to know what happened in that room. My wife yeah, he, he's sending over, and Chris, Chris said he was very interested.
5: No, it's all about your wife's beef, man.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice. <laughs> was she showing you the beef or the pork? <laughs> Both. All right, cool. So we're back. now. We Now we have a full studio. We got Warren just showed up. Howdy. He's going to give us some insight on cider since he has become sort of the resident cider maker lately. As of late, he's pressed what seventy-two thousand gallons of cider in the last month. Something like that. There's headphones there somewhere, buddy. There you go. And wifey's down here. She's hanging out with us. Everybody say hello to Jen. Hello, Jen. Hey, Jen. Far says hello.
7: We got Forrest on the
0: air? We do. We have Forrest on the S to the K to the Y to the P to the E.
7: The infamous. How are you, Forrest? <laughs> I'm good. How are
0: Y'all good? recognize. <laughs> All right, let me get rid of this music. That's enough of that crap.
4: Yeah. I- I'm actually wearing my giant clock around my neck. You guys just can't see
7: it.
0: <laughs> oh, nice. G-Love style. Yep, I'm going to make a new rapper. I'm going to call myself Thirsty Thirst. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Should have worn my do rag that I had for Halloween. Your right. last
7: name is Day, right?
0: Yep.
5: <laughs>
7: thirsty, Thirst Day.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see,
4: I thought you were going for J Day, like that, uh, Dre that, Day. that been a pretty good joke too. That's actually
0: pretty good, Warren. I like that. All right, let me see. Well, somebody's mic is you, try is your it mic. My mic? Yep, that's better. That's, that's better. better. Yeah, you got to get right up on it. Yeah, I'm gonna talk right into it. <laughs> there you go. That will help. So. uh we started just talking a little bit i was telling them about the homemade uh scratter or grinder i started describing that a little bit and there's a bunch of plans online if you guys look and actually there's plans for apple presses too um you you can be as ghetto as you want with it or you, you know some of these homemade ones were pretty fucking sweet yeah they are i've seen some really ghetto ones that were that worked you know they totally worked a uh, Home Depot bucket with zip ties around it with holes drilled in it, yep. and a car jack. <laughs> Isn't that what you guys have, the car jack method? Yeah, that's it, yep. Yep, <laughs> it works, right? It works great, it works. Awesome. Yep, it works great. i got to see if I can turn you guys up a little bit. Hold on one okay, second.
7: Closer. Yeah, the one guy that's on the internet, if you ever search for, like, uh, Apple Press, he's making every part out of wood. Everything.
0: Just really? out of wood. Kind of really old time, huh? Are you talking about the Apple Press or the Apple Grinder? Both. Okay, because I saw an amazing Apple Grinder that this guy drew up on, like... CAD program, the kind of CAD program, yeah. Holy beautiful. shit! I mean, it's ab- it's an, it's a work of art. And it really he, is. He gets
7: on and he's like, "Yeah, all you need to do is this, lathe this, and put it this way." I'm like, "Dude, I don't even yeah, have c- one tenth of your what you got."
0: Yeah, because because everyone has a lathe kicking around in their in their <laughs> garage, and you know,
5: well, the, le- the next thing you'll do is get one of those 3D printers that you can get for maybe about two, one or two grand, and just start printing this shit out. <laughs> <laughs>
7: Yeah, the guy's got wooden mallets. There's no nails, no metal in it whatsoever. It's just all.
5: It's it all like, like tongue and groove, and like you know, yep. the the the
7: um, mortise and tenon yep. type of construction. That's it.
4: Sounds yeah. like the uh, woodwright shop for brewing.
7: Yeah, it, it is. And you know, I watched about maybe three minutes of it, then got pissed off and turned it off.
0: <laughs> I know. Is See, you're you're the same as me, man. You you watch stuff like that, you get all, like. Psyched up like a kid you know, on Christmas <laughs> morning, and then you think about it, and you're like, I can never fucking make no. that. I can never fucking make that. One, I don't have the time, the skill, or the fucking ability. I'll just, no. 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 Well, the thing it's is, like, you, yeah, can pro- looks, you can somewhat make awesome. up for this
5: skill type stuff, as you learn, if you've got the time. So, exactly. you, you know, you fuck it up three times, and then you figure it out.
7: Yeah. And then yeah. the investment in that machine, those machines that he has. Just incredible. guy's like 22 years old. Yeah. Fuck you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh you know there there's a lot of commercial stuff available if you don't feel like building your own but you know that that's how we roll around here we like to build our own shit and uh the home built scratter you guys made was awesome. It worked very well. Like a it scared me a little bit with the stick because it got you know when the stick gets down to the screws, yeah, It scares, <laughs>
7: that kinda, the that scares you a little bit. <laughs> bit. But uh, you know
0: it does. It's not powerful enough that it's like going to suck you in and chew up your arm. But it, it does scare you a little bit. The next one will be though. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. What's yeah. it going to be? Diesel powered?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Actually, there was a there was lacquer motor. Yeah, there was another guy on there that made a
7: freaking grinder out of a. Uh, an old lawnmower motor, and uh, it's got this the, the chain and the gears and everything, but he has it all caged off. And he's like, Yeah, all you have to do is the hopper's like 10 feet long. They put a bin on like this pallet jack, and the pallet jack just dumps the fucking apples right down this thing and just tr- pulls the pull start, turns it on, and brrrr, brrrr, a
0: whole
7: bin in like three seconds. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of, uh, lot of research went into. Uh, October as soon as October first hit, man, people in the store. I want to make cider. I want to make cider. I'm like, all right, maybe I should look into making cider. Bought a press. The next thing you know, we we're pressed uh, almost nearly 300 gallons of uh, apple cider so far this year.
0: Wow. Yeah. yeah so you <clears throat> you went out to um, an event, the Pumpkin Chucket event, right?
7: Yeah. We did a bin and a half. Well, a bin, a full bin. We had a half a bin left, which
0: <laughs> and a bin is 20 bushels of apples, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
7: And uh, we had a half bushel left, and we dumped it in James's truck, and James and Brian did the rest of the next <laughs> night.
4: <five> <laughs>
0: <gallons>. <laughs> wow. Did you that's, now? Here's that's a question. very
7: impressive.
0: Did you guys bring any of that cider? No. It's not ready yet. Oh, it's not ready yet.
7: No. no, no. Okay. I just bottled the one that we uh, that I brought back from there. Um, we did half in a bottle, and we'll get into this a little later. I wanted to save this for a little later, and half yeah, in no a gra- uh, graph. Now, a graph is um, a fictional Uh, fictional drink that makes you do that a lot. But it's a fictional drink from the Dark Tower series from Stephen King. And then the main character in that series, if you don't know, is the Gunslinger. And there's one chapter where he describes the Gunslinger going into a bar and ordering uh, a beer-like substance. Now, on their planet, in their realm, they don't have beer, but they have cider and beer mixed. And he describes it like a stout, um, but tastes like a cider. So if you go on HBT and search gunslinger or graf g r a f, there's thousands of recipes. People are doing it left and right. Oh, really? Yeah, it's amazing. Okay, cool. Half of that went into keg, and half of the stout that I made went into a keg. So it was actually two to three parts, two parts of stout to three parts of cider, and it's beautiful. It's not ready yet. I just kegged it last night, but it will be ready, and it. we did a couple of tastings and it came out phenomenal. That, that sounds pretty cool. Wow,
4: there's like a whole world of shit I'd never even heard of. It's amazing.
7: <laughs>
4: <laughs> that's that's some that's some deep Stephen King nerdy shit right there.
7: Yeah, and then you know you know what's cool and we've punched this idea around and I know we thought we thought we thought of this first, but let's have Stephen King judge an event on just graph competition.
0: <laughs> it's actually a really <laughs> really cool idea and it's not
7: it's not all right i mean we thought about that and we're uh, i think james or brian came up with that idea and i was like yeah it's a fucking cool idea i started searching it and everybody and their brother saying the same fucking thing
0: (laughs) yeah and and everyone and their brother who can't afford to hire stephen king to come judge a competition
7: category number 29 graph Do you think maybe... My last name I is know. King.
5: I'm, a, I'm available for hire. There you go.
7: <laughs> oh, I said
0: Stephen, not Chris. Yeah, but you know what? If you go to Ancestry.com, I'm sure he's like his fucking 32nd cousin or something. So. <laughs> no, no doubt. Well, no, sure. fuck that.
7: We're all like 32nd cousins.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's for, I, I, I belong to one of those... Uh, I, I had a DNA test done for genealogy, and
7: you relate it to everybody
4: it's amazing you really until you get to about fifth or sixth cousin it's literally everyone who's not you know from sub-saharan africa is like your your cousin and they're like they're, all those guys are like the ninth or tenth level cousin i mean serious it's ridiculous
0: right yeah I, I i um i was in a house the other day and the customer had a last name that's in our family Meryl and I was like oh you know any relation to Meryl from the New, from New York and she wound up emailing me and said that we're 10th cousins <laughs> I was like I don't even know quite what that is but whatever 10th cousins once removed right
4: Whatever the fuck it, that's absolutely nothing is. you could totally bang her it's not a problem <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's
7: actually what they ought to just that, hey that's, Jen, that's Jen just walked in the room Casey. now come on <laughs>
0: well this is you know the show <laughs> Shit like that happens. Right.
7: (laughs) I don't even want to say what this looks like to me, Jay. (laughs) Does
6: Forrest want to see my pussy?
3: (laughs) Did you hear that, Forrest? No, I do.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't think they allow that shit on Justin TV.
7: (laughs) (laughs) Making that sound, you can't really see the cat making that sound. There it is. There she is.
0: There you go. Nice. It's a very pretty
7: pussy you have. <laughs>
0: now, 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 everyone on Justin TV has seen my wife's pussy. Hey,
7: next
4: time I come over, I'm stroking that. <laughs>
0: nice. <laughs> oh, Where were we? <laughs> I
7: really no? think something,
4: something cider. I don't know.
7: Dick and cider. So right. we had a cider at the. Uh <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's a great story, though. Oh, we had please. a cider at the at the show at National Homebrew comp- Competition, and uh, we had it on number seven. So uh, we named it Dickens, like Charles Dickens, Cider. And when everybody came up, I want the number seven, especially women. We'd force them to say, what is the number seven? And they would be like, Dickens Cider, and everyone would go, yeah! Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that was pretty good <laughs> stuff. We want
7: a Dickens Cider! So...
0: Thank, thank SNL for that one, what, 20 years ago yeah. when they came out with that? <laughs> yeah, that, sh-
4: that was a good one, and uh, also sh- Colonel Angus. That was a fantastic
0: <laughs> <song>.
4: <laughs> The ladies just love Colonel Angus.
7: <laughs> <laughs>
4: you guys see that one? That was like a Civil War. That yeah, was fantastic. Yeah. You got you to gotta check that one out. Anyway. Yeah, I
7: think I was too young to even understand what that meant. <laughs> what, what does that mean now?
4: And the the Italian cork soakers—that was probably the funniest one ever.
0: Nice. So, give us a give us a breakdown, Warren, of the history of cider. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you could delve into the history a little bit, but uh, you know, don't make our eyes glaze over. But mm-hmm. yeah, you could talk about that a little bit. I I would be interested to know, you know, sort of the origins, if.
7: Well, obviously, everyone heard the story that Pilgrim stopped over. Uh, they stopped what they were doing to land on the United States to get beer. They ran out of their beer rations, so they stopped. Come quick to find out that there's really nothing here to make beer, and so they made it out of...
0: Not where they landed anyway.
7: They landed anyway, and they had to make some kind of fermented beverage because they didn't trust water sources, so they made beer out of pompions Back then it was pompions, Today it's Pumpkins. Um, but uh little history, it, it comes over from England, obviously, and um, the main household drink was cider. Uh, they would have these huge pressings in the 1700s, 1600s, 1700s, huge pressings. People would gather around and they would press as many apples as they could find. One of the reasons why we moved out west and were able to move out west was because of a guy named John Chapman and everyone knows him as Johnny Appleseed, and he went ahead of the settlers out west and gave the indigenous people saplings of apple trees to plant so when the settlers came out there, they had something to ferment. And um, it worked. Moving fast forward, cider was a household drink up until the 1840s. Um, someone by the name of J.R. Rohrbau wrote uh, a book concerning the drink of society, and... Uh, quoted that 1840 was the height and the end, really, of cider. As you know, during the 1800s, Prohibition came around or it was the teetotaler movement.
5: Um, well, the whole temperance movement temperance was starting was, at that point. Yeah, yeah. It started
7: early in the 1820s um, and it just got stronger with time and um, it's as a result of actually economic um, identification where white Anglo-Saxon uh, Protestants or wasps, would recognize that if you were Irish, you'd drink whiskey, and if you were German, you drank drink beer, but if you were uh, an American, you'd drink cider. And so when the Temperance Movers came along, they decided to stop drinking cider, and really ashamed everyone into stop drinking. Now, um, with the advent of immigration, Germans came here, they found new ways to brew, better ways to brew, and... Um, Mm -hmm. cider started to fall off the face of the earth. And really, today, if you think about it, there's really hardly any production of cider mills around the area. People make cider. They actually, when they press apples, it's called apple juice. Cider was actually a term um, endeared for the fermented beverage, up to 7% alcohol. And then when prohibition came along, it kind of wiped out the cider industry as a whole. For one thing, apples were hard to move. They were heavy. It took ten years to grow a good orchard. And people that moved out west found out that they can grow grains in a summer. And when they grew grains, they made beer. Grains were lighter, easier to transfer, smaller. And so inner cities would start making beer, sort of pushing cider off the edge. And Prohibition came and just pulled the plug.
4: Yeah, plus also apples make really shitty bread.
7: Yeah, they do. So
4: you got to go grain there. Right. Yeah, Stop but
7: grain.
5: great
0: pies, you know. <laughs> Real quick, there's—I don't know—I forget because I read it a while back, and I actually—I lent it to somebody. You lent it to me, or did I think you lent it to me? The brewing in early America—I think it was called. That's a great book for. Uh, I think they they briefly talk about some of the history insider in that book. Right, right. That was just a fantastic book, the way they described how, um, you know, I mean, th- this country was founded in taverns. Yeah. I, I mean, Congress. you know, the uh, all the political figures used to meet in taverns, and that that's where most of the decisions were made for the forming of this country. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Think
4: about that it. That explains when- a whole lot, too. <laughs> no, <it's not.
7: laughs> part, part of our creativity. So
4: what we need to do is actually just,
5: like, bring some cider down to... Uh, the, the yeah, Washington, and just get yeah. everybody shit faced and
7: hurt.
4: <laughs> No, no, no. What we need to do is do a bunch of mushrooms and rewrite the whole fucking thing. Yeah.
7: <laughs> yes, agreed. <laughs> Great. There we go. So, um, Thomas Jefferson drank a, a tankard a day, which a tankard is just a mug, um, and he was quoted for that. There was a, a guy in the uh, Progressive Republican uh, Party at the time who was whose picture was the working class. Uh, someone working in a farm and someone holding a tankard of apple cider, and it would aim towards the working class citizen. Um, and even back then, children drank what was called cider kin, and cider kin was the leftover pomace from the first pressing, and they would press the pomace, repress it, and come out with a lighter alcoholic beverage. Something like a near beer. Like a
0: ginger beer type of thing, like 1% or 2% alcohol. Yep,
7: and they would drink that So it's like second-running small beer? Yep, second-running small beer. Like potter beer. Exactly. Drink it for breakfast and dinner. Yep. And uh, it's a shame because nobody really understands. And when I started selling the cider kits, people came, you can make hard cider that way. It's just, it's it's the easiest thing to make. Um, It doesn't take much ingenuity, and you can add whatever the hell you want to to it. Yep. Basically, it's just pressed apple juice and whatever yeast you want to use.
0: Yep.
5: So. So do you know anything um cuz I've been hearing some bits. I, I know my father's got me this uh applejack from a uh a distillery up in upstate New York. Mm-hmm. And what I hear is that the original applejack was kind of like ice beer as it were it where is. the they would actually put the put the cider out and it would freeze, freeze the water.
7: distilled. Yeah. Yeah, freeze concentrated. Um so the, it would freeze, but the alcohol wouldn't freeze. Right. Um, one way to do that is to take, you know, a, a gallon of your cider, add some yeast to it, let it ferment, and then put it in the freezer. And when you're done with it, take the whole gallon out. It'll be whole frozen. Turn the gallon upside down into a cup and let the alcohol drip into the cup, and basically you'll have applejack. Hmm. You know,
4: that's that's. Bad stuff, though. That's yeah. That's a <laughs> uh, headache the, the, in a bottle. The freezing, the freezing distillation is really not good because it doesn't get rid of any of the bad alcohols get that rid you would of the through
7: nope. heat distillation. Right. That's one way to make oh, I got the you. jack. And the second way to make the jack is to freeze the apple juice and just use the concentrate of the juice and you're just making a very high octane alcohol and ferment that frozen um, juice out.
5: So a higher sugar to start with. That's Right. It. Right.
0: And I would assume a, a little more stout of a yeast to chew on that much sugar. You know, a high a high alcohol yeast, high alcohol tolerant yeast.
7: It's funny. About um, three months ago in the store, I was placing an order for my inventory. And then I received my inventory. And I look and I see I got four packages of turbo, pot turbo still yeast. I'm like, what the f- I wasn't supposed to get this. I look and I transposed one of the numbers. So I called up LD and I said, listen, I need you guys to take this back. And she said, all right, uh, place the order, and I got the shipment number and everything. No more than a half an hour later, some guy walked into my store and said, do you have pot still, turbo yeast? I'm like, yeah, as a matter of fact, he goes, how many you got? I go, well, how many do you need? He
0: goes, I need four. Well, listen, we are in the, mount- we are in the mountains of Warren, Warren County, and for what it's worth, I know probably a handful of people that have stills. Just saying. I I did not ask (laughs) what
7: it was for. I said, yeah, I I certainly do. You can have them. And so he purchased them from me.
0: Uh, Speaking of your store, Warren, before we get too into depth, because we are going to take another break, but speaking of your store, um, have you heard this? Where is it? Hold on. Oh, there it is. Homebrew University, 160 Main Street in Hackettstown, New Jersey, is a proud sponsor of Final Gravity Podcast. (laughs) <laughs> woo, woo. Give them a visit. All right, guys, we're going to take a break. We'll be green, right back. Equipment, supplies, literature, and more. Not sure about a recipe? Not a problem. They'll formulate a recipe for you and give you all the necessary ingredients. Homebrew University carries extract and a great selection of grains that you can have crushed while you wait. Check out their signature recipe kits. Available only at Homebrew University. Homebrew University. They also carry a full line of wine and cider making supplies and equipment. Visit Homer University today at 160 Main Street in Hackettstown or you can call them at 908-452-5352. That's 908-452-5352. Stop by Homer University today and see what all the buzz is about.
6: Hey guys, I like to shop, and when I come home from shopping, the last thing I want to do is carry my bags through the snow, ruining my cute shoes I just found on sale. I wish my husband would just get a shed from Pleasant Run Structures so I could have my garage back. He could put all of his man stuff in the shed and brew out there. I mean, all he has to do is call 908-237-1325 and get the man cave of his dreams. They even offer two-story sheds because I know he has a lot of shit. Pleasant Run Structures has two locations in New Jersey, Parsippany and Flemington, but they will ship anywhere. So it really is a no-brainer. Check out PleasantRunStructures.com for more info. That's PleasantRunStructures.com. Check it out today.
2: This is Owen Tate. When I'm not sucking the cream filling out of Twinkies, I dream about showering in beer with the guys from Final Gravity Podcast.
1: It's J.W., I'm from the Ship Inn in Milford, New Jersey, and you're listening to the final Gravity Podcast. i got to find some dumb hot chicks to interview.
0: So what's your favorite beer? Of course I. Awesome! Oh, we love it! was your favorite beer? Strawberry wheat.
6: Strawberry wheat Strawberry wheat is good. good. I you what I'm drinking right now. <laughs> you know which I one, one that is. I
2: know
0: Another intelligent discussion about beer. So, what do you taste in that beer you're drinking? I really, you're asking you that question. What kind of beer are you drinking, first of all? Well,
4: apparently, what I have right now is
2: copper. I'm gonna be honest with you not my kind of beer, but right now, it's my kind of beer. Uh, Jim,
0: what do you like about the beer you're drinking there?
2: Uh, this, uh, this beer right here, the best part about this beer, um, so far is the fact that it's very wet. Uh, it also has a carbonation to it, so there's a plethora of bubbles. Um, I like the wetness, I like the bubbles, and uh, I like the fact that when I drink it, uh the tastes are fantastic. What, what, what are some of the, the flavors you're getting out of that? Uh, well, I'm definitely i i can taste uh i taste more of the wetness than anything um and once again the bubbles so more or less the bubbles and the wetness is what i'm tasting at this point
0: how about you guys what 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 was your favorite beers uh magic hat citrus boy hey this is casey kramer i'm from riververse brewing
2: company
5: and you're listening to the final gravity podcast
0: Does your kegerator still look like it belongs in a dorm room? Do you still have Coors Light or NASCAR tap handles on it? Look no further, Fisher Woodcraft has the solution. Fisher Woodcraft hand turns, exotic hardwood tap handles and let me tell you these things are beautiful. Give your kegerator that sleek look with a Fisher Woodcraft tap handle. Fisher Woodcraft also offers hand-spun bowls, mugs, and more. Look them up online, www.fisherwoodcraft.com. That's www.fisherwoodcraft.com. Custom Graphics, located at 117 Washington Street, New Jersey, is your only source for signs, lettering, and large-format vehicle wraps. Give them a call, 973-335-8141, or visit them on the web, CustomGraphicsNJ.com. Custom Graphics, your source for everything lettering and large-scale printing. CustomGraphicsNJ.com. That's CustomGraphicsNJ.com. Take what We're back And we all have full glasses now Well
3: not
5: me i am only got a half
0: glass But Well Is it half empty Or half full It's always half full
5: It's always half full
0: That's right Yes we have uh, A good amount of booze Here tonight It's good We have uh, plenty of beer Plenty of cider We have some Perry Well actually we don't have Plenty of cider But We have a couple We're sampling the Perry That I was talking about I think it's kind of funky Still I think it's still young But these guys seem to like it a lot. You said it's we're at 10.10 10
5: right now? Where'd you start with that?
0: 10.47, 10.48, something like that. And okay, that was bad, with adding yeah. no sugar. That was just, pear just the pear juice. That's just the pears, Nice,
5: yeah. nice. <clears throat> yeah, the cider that's that I've got right now, I think... Is that with the, the Sour the, Stout? With the two and a half pounds of honey, I think we were at uh, 10.62 when we started. And, we're now, and I'm at now at uh, .994. Wait a minute, Is cider? A cider, really? It's got
0: honey. Oh, honey. Okay, I was gonna it's, say, damn, you got you got a lot out of that juice, but the honey yeah. makes sense.
5: Yeah, yeah. It's it, it's not a lot of honey. Well, it's a decent amount. It's about two and a half pounds, but uh, but a uh, but it it, it added something to it, and it dried right out, and I think the hops are uh, um, added definitely added dimension to it that I like. Okay,
0: I've. So that's just about ready, right?
5: It it should be. It's it's basically in a tertiary right now, just clearing.
0: Okay. I'm, I'm definitely looking forward yeah, to tertiary. trying Tertiary,
5: third one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a, a, it's, like a,
0: it's like a thrike. Do you guys know what a thrike is? Thrike.
4: <laughs>
0: Nobody knows what a thrike is? It's
4: like a third night. Is it something baseball related?
0: No, it's a fork with three prongs on it. A thrike. <laughs> a thrike. You have a thrike and a fork. I used for like my buddy when I was a kid. That was his. <laughs> for whatever reason, his family had Thrikes. They didn't have forks.
4: Um, uh, maybe they were broke.
0: <laughs> right, <laughs> they, 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 they they, the cheap ones. They couldn't afford the one with four prongs on it.
4: Well, they, they, it's, they it's were... like a cartoon. How like they never have five fingers. They always have four fingers. Right. Maybe it's just <laughs> a cartoon fork.
7: <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you weren't using sporks. What's a, what's a five prong fork then? A fike. A fike.
0: <laughs>
7: Thrike Fork Fike.
0: Yep, that's it.
7: That sounds like mm. a uh like a some kind of uh Viking counting system.
0: <laughs> it probably is. Thrike
7: Fork Fike
4: <laughs> Viking German. <laughs> that's what uh that's how Ragnar Lothbrok counts. Ragnar.
0: Oh dude I cannot wait till that comes back out. January. We gotta wait till January for that show.
4: Dude, it's a good drinking game. If you um, if you take one one sip of beer every time they say his whole name, you're shit-faced in like 12 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> every goddamn line. Ragnar Lothbrok, you must come now to the temple. Like, everything. It's like, dude, they didn't you just call him Ragnar? It's like, he's like the only one in the village.
0: I think everyone knows who yeah. the fuck he is. Who, right, how, like many, how many Ragnars do you know?
3: <laughs>
0: nice. Yeah, I'm looking forward to trying your hopped uh, sizer.
5: Yeah, so, it should be interesting. I mean, I, 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 shamelessly stole the 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 hop profile from uh, Doc's hard cider that's done at Warwick. Um, nothing wrong with that.
0: The Warwick Winery and Distillery. We can steal stuff here and there. I'm thinking yep. about splitting this uh, Perry into two once it finishes, and I might dry cocoa Nibbit, one of them. Go for it. And I was Ooh. thinking about maybe adding ginger to another one. Go for ginger it. would be good really ginger. good. Fresh ginger. They,
4: mm-hmm. Jay, one of them you should call Katy Perry and you should dry hump it.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: I don't know I don't know where this shit comes from. It's like a gift. Right. A useless, useless gift.
0: Right. Well no, <laughs> and I, a yeah, curse. I will call one Carrie. P- yeah, Perry, Katy, whatever. <laughs> Katy Perry. Yeah that? And then the other one I'm going to call pericarditis.
3: <laughs>
0: I figured it just fitting that. You know, yeah, there you go. I've had it for the last three months, so <laughs> it's not contagious. No, it's not.
4: I don't know. Was, uh, Perry Kardashian has a ring to it.
7: <laughs> <laughs> that has also a visual aspect to it, too.
0: <laughs> right, Steve Perry.
7: Steve Perry. Steve's Perry. Perry. Yeah, K- uh, Katie's Perry. Yeah,
0: Katie's Perry. <laughs> I like your idea of the dry humping. Katie there Perry. you go. Yeah. I would totally dry hump her. <laughs>
4: mm.
0: Dry, wet, either way. <laughs> right. it does, doesn't much matter. Nope. <laughs> In the bathroom with right. a magazine. Back to cider.
5: <laughs> what? You don't want to talk about Perry anymore? <laughs> little keg lube. <laughs>
7: So the, the good thing about cider is that it's clean, and, and the, the difference in the dryness comes from the type of yeast that you want to use. So if you use champagne yeast, obviously you're going to get a, a champagne-type wine, and it's going to turn into like an apple champagne. If you use Nottingham or if you use any kind of English ale yeast, it won't dry out as much, and you'll get a nice English-type um, cider, which is a little sweeter. But the other interesting thing about cider is if you use champagne yeast, it'll dry out below one. So when you're looking at it, you're like, what the fuck? How the hell did I get something that's below water? And it does. It dries out to about nine ninety six, nine ninety five. And then you can kill the yeast off by adding some sorbate if you so wish. And stopping the fermentation and back sweeten it with whatever sugar or whatever thing you want to. So you can actually make sizer In a different traditional way where you're not fermenting the honey, but you're back-sweetening with the honey. And it's sort of like um, you get, let's say you start at 1050, but go below 1 at 996 is like 6.5%. And then you back-sweeten up and you just take a measurement to back-sweeten with your hydrometer. And you can back-sweeten up to 10 if you want to. You can back-sweeten up to 5 above water. Uh, points, for those that aren't following me, um, water measures at 1.000, so anything above water just proves that the water is more, or whatever liquid is more dense than water. And in this case, our, our case for fermentables is always sugar. So um, it dries out below 1, which is very alcoholic, and then you can just add sugar to bring it up to your likeness of sweetness. And just up that to your keg and make it taste like you want it to. And it's just a very easy, clean way to do things.
0: That makes sense. So if you don't like it super, super dry, and, and my palate, I think for a lot of the ciders and perries I've tasted, my palate, I think, confuses dry with. And actually, my peri isn't that dry yet. No,
5: but not a 1010. It's
0: not. Yeah, no. But I, I think that a lot of times when something. Especially ciders, for whatever reason, I get almost like a a perceived tartness.
7: Sure, and that comes from, obviously, the tannins in the apple skins, but it also comes from accentuated dryness, and you'll get that flavor. What's interesting, though, and I would recommend, I thought this was...
0: Can I get clarification real quick? You said
7: sorbate. Did you mean sulfate? Nope, I mean sorbate. You're going to sorbate it. It's potassium sorbate. And the sorbate actually staves
0: the it's yeast. It's not metabisulfite.
7: It's not metabisulfite. Nope. Okay. Metabisulfite is acts as a natural um, antiseptic, which kills the yeast. The sorbates don't kill yeast. They stave the yeast and don't allow them to reproduce. So instead of killing the yeast, which by dead yeast cells you can autolyze and get off flavors from, you stave the yeast with the sorbate, and this way you keep the yeast alive and it just can't reproduce. Okay. Um, hmm. And it prevents acetobacter from getting in. So if you ever made. So you
0: don't c- have vinegar.
7: Yeah. So if you ever made cider and let it sit for a while without treating it, it'll turn into um, the best damn fucking salad dressing that you'll ever have in your life.
0: <laughs> right. And that yeah. and that's the, uh, the, you know, the bonus that is that even if it is a horrible cider or whatever, you know especially the holidays coming think about that kind of stuff guys if it turns out wrong and it does get the acetobacter in it you get a little bit of that vinegar make a vinaigrette man yeah you iron, know yeah. god gives yeah. you lemons make lemonade god gives you apples and turns into vinegar make a vinaigrette exactly and cook with it
3: there you go i actually have uh, 5 gallons of it going
5: right
0: now a vinegar yep nice <laughs> awesome
4: yeah, i've actually like I, i've threatened for like the last 5 years to do um uh malt vinegar for like christmas gifts and i just never get my shit together in time
7: yeah and how how would just same thing with acetobacter yeah
4: you you basically make beer just don't really hop it and then add acetobacter and after Mm. you ferment regularly and it converts the alcohol into uh into vinegar and so you got that great malt flavor but you've got You've got vinegar instead of uh, the good stuff.
1: I
0: love me some malt vinegar. There's nothing better than malt vinegar on fries. Oh yeah. I was thinking it would
4: be really cool to do like a a stout. I was just thinking the same thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like a dark malt vinegar. Yep. Yeah, or, or like, a, like beer. a
4: porter or something. That'd be really good, I think.
0: Yeah, a good
5: Schwartz beer kind of... Yeah, very dark. Mm. Awesome. That sounds good. Made a May Schwartz
7: the Schwartz be with, be with you. <laughs> Actually, there. Wow. I have a recipe. It's made the Schwartz beer with you. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and it's that time of year, too, Schwartz beer's in.
0: Yeah. So what's your... Uh, real quick, Warren, because you didn't even hear the whole ad, but I'll play it for you again so you can hear the whole thing. But what is your... Uh, I was touting your signature uh, recipe kits down there. What is your next recipe kit going to be now that pumpkin ale is sort of dying out?
7: Well, right now I You're have... Are going to do a
0: holiday, winter warmer like that, something yeah, like that? Yeah, it's
7: going to be a holiday ale, um, but uh, it's going to be like more like a stout with spices and, and um, different types of spices that you guys probably never use, like mugwort
0: and... Uh, wormwood. Wormwood. Oh. Some rose
7: hips and maybe a little bit of um, um, heather as well so
0: an old school so a little, Gruet, little almost. almost like a gruit, yeah
7: yep it's going to have some hop in the backbone though but i'm, I'm definitely going to gruit it
0: my neighbor has some uh i don't know health issues digestive and she she goes to the you know the holistic market and she had a bottle of some kind of tonic last night and she's like yeah i've been t- i have to take a shot of this every day i look at the ingredients it's like black walnut wormwood ethyl alcohol i'm like eh. she's like it tastes awful though i'm like yeah let me do a shot i'm like you know what mm-hmm. pour me half a shot bang Whew. That wormwood is no joke. Dude. Well, that's what they put in absinthe. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> actually the, uh, the that's name, no
7: joke. I think it's actually the root of the absinthe. The name is absintheum something. Yeah, so I think it, it's related to yeah. Uh, the sure. the
4: Latin name of uh, of the wormwood is something absinthum. Yeah,
3: yeah.
4: Yep. if you've ever tasted the actual um, like the dried. Uh, I guess, I don't know, what is it, leaves or something? I don't know. Yeah, warm water is typically like that. It's fucking, it's really bad. (laughs) It's really not a good flavor by itself.
7: No, but it does it's got to be extremely bitter because they wouldn't have used it if they couldn't balance out the flavor of the malt, you know?
4: Yeah, no. It's just one of those things where I, I like to do really dumb shit, like you know, eat a whole hop cone, you know, <laughs> <laughs> right off right off a of Jay's, uh, you know, hop vine. I would, I always just just I like to go intense with whatever, and so I got like a a small amount of the the real wormwood and shoot on it, and oh man, I got I spit that out really fast. I wasn't that was just not good.
3: <laughs> so don't do that.
4: If you l- learn from my idiocy, if you're listening, don't do that.
7: Right. <laughs> Sucking on a <the> teabag.
4: <laughs> well, that's a different story. Hey, I, I needed money in college. <laughs> but- <laughs>
7: nice.
4: Actually, Warren, I meant, I meant to ask you, like, you were talking about alternative uh, uh, spices. Do you, can you get or do you have uh, yarrow root or whatever?
7: I can I definitely really- get yarrow root. I haven't gotten it. Um, from what I understand, I- it tastes like a lot like carrots.
4: I had a beer when I was out in California at a really small brew pub, and they didn't use any hops at all. It was like Yarrow Root and something else, and it was fantastic. It was the flowers. It was fantastic. It tasted really, really – it wasn't like a weird, you know, oh, hey, this is kind of like beer. It was like a a legit beer flavor, but it wasn't traditionally hopped, and it was excellent. Hmm. I was thinking about maybe experimenting with that. Let's
7: make a Um, gluten-yarrow beer, gluten-free yarrow beer.
4: yeah, I think this was the, the Clarence Darrow Yarrow. <laughs> I that's what it was called.
7: Dinero so, Yarrow.
4: Right. It was, no, it was a fantastic beer. So anyway, th- that could be a cool uh, cool spice for a cider as well.
7: Yeah, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm game for anything in ciders, really. I think they lend themselves to pretty much any spice that you want. Um, and you can go with the orange peel. You can go with the lemon peel or the grapefruit peel. But cider is just... Whatever you can imagine, put it in it and test test it. It doesn't cost much to make. It's real simple to do, too. Yep. One of the things that I've learned, and you might think that this is is what I was going to say before the break. Um, I always thought that, you know, people are bullshitting when you say, don't use anything store-bought. Even if it doesn't have any preservatives in it, don't use the store-bought stuff because you're not going to get the flavor. I've made tons of sizers with store-bought juice. Without preservatives in it. And I love them. And I cannot get over the aroma and the flavor of freshly pressed apples. I was not expecting to taste or even smell apples when I was making it. And that's all you do. You you pour it into your cup. Even when you mix it with a beer as heavy as a stout, you smell apples and it's incredible. Mm. It's just one of the best things that I've ever had, and I will never go back without.
5: With the thing. with the store-bought, were you using, like, the, the store-bought amber juice or the, the store-bought, like, the, the cider that comes around this, this time of year?
7: Um, it was, um, I forget, the Leafman's something or something like that. Like okay, Lermans. one of the clearer ones, okay. Yeah, that's actually juice, and juice yeah. is just nomenclature for filtered. Everything yeah. else that's not filtered is considered cider, which I have to laugh at now because I know cider was meant.
5: To yes, be out well, exactly. So. But as I grew up in New England, I mean that that's the thing that we know of as cider these days. Yep. Did the, you know the that the legacy of prohibition and all that?
7: 1723, New England was producing 5,000 hogsheads of cider. Wow. A month.
0: <laughs> nice a
7: month a month
0: well that's the one thing we're blessed with here in in the northeast is i mean this is for what it's worth you know we're sort apple of country. the apple country yeah
5: oh yeah yeah i mean my town still celebrates a and i've av- the town i grew up in southington connecticut you still celebrates a uh apple harvest festival every year yep you know i my my brother lives uh a couple towns over and and every so often i'll be able to be up there and make my way back and uh Get the uh, the apple fritters from the fair. They're just fantastic.
7: And, you know, apples are still in season. People think the apples have gone since the leaves are gone, but they're still getting new varieties of apples off trees through November.
0: Yeah, I, I mentioned that earlier, but we got some new guys in the chat and stuff, so that that's pretty awesome that we can still get some apples. And my recommendation, too, guys, is, like, if you know, if you don't want to go and pay top dollar and, you know, pick your own or whatever you can also you know call some if you have orchards near you call orchards and ask them if they will sell you their deer apples or what they call their drops you know it's the stuff that falls off the trees because the apples don't have to be quite perfect you know as long as they don't have bugs in them or anything like that or they're not terribly rotted you're just going to throw them in a grinder and mash the shit out of them anyway into the the pulp or worn gave me the right term, the pomace. Um, so they, they don't have to look perfect. Now, if they're dented, not an issue. If they're a little bruised, again, not an issue. So that may be a way for you to save some bucks. You know, you can ask a local orchard, you know, hey, how much would you charge me for a couple bushels of uh, of your drops or your, your deer apples?
7: And yeah, just, uh, I'm going to throw caution to the wind, or not throw caution to the wind, but bring caution back in from the wind. Just be careful with that. Um, there have been cases... I'm not going to try to scare anybody, but E. coli from any kind of deer droppings could get on the apples. So if you do the drops, um, don't drink it straight from... I wouldn't recommend drinking it straight, although I have and haven't had any issues. I wouldn't recommend drinking it straight from the press. Um, and if you do get drops, do the potassium metabisulfite to kill off any kind of wild bacteria that's in there.
0: And you can you can also wash your apples in... Uh in a solution star of sand uh, solution, yeah. star sand or bleach, you yep. know, a light bleach solution, watered down. Um, in fact, most of the sites I went to recommend to do that anyway. Right. Just a weak bleach solution. Just you know, dunk them in, let them float around a bit, and then put them in your grinder or right. scratter Yep. Before you, uh, before you press them. Comments here.
4: Okay, so if we get the if we get the drops, no. we shouldn't wheeze the juice on the uh, press. No wheezing the juice. No. Exactly all right
0: yes Not. let's
4: go back a second there warren um i assume that e- our resistance to the metric system started in new england in 1723 with a hogshead measurement what the hell is that good question
7: what the hell is a hogshead yeah, oh, how, yeah
4: what, what is that, a, is that like, a weight or a volume what it's, is it's, it? a it's a volume, volume.
7: okay <laughs> all right that's you have a free gift of yeast uh tonight?
0: yeah, let's see From if White let's Labs? see if anyone in the chat knows what a hogshead is yep. before you answer that question, Warren. Because yep, we actually, if you question. go back in our archives, I think it was one of our first couple of shows. We did talk about a butt and a hogshead, right. and they are they are forms of measurement.
7: Yep, a butt being a b u t t, hence Porter's might talk this month, and they talk about the entire butt. Um, but that is
0: also a, a it, volume. It measurement. was a volume measurement. Yep, and a hogshead was also.
4: <laughs> there's there's a classic uh, Simpsons riff on that old uh, Abe Simpson. He's railing against the metric system, and he's like, "The metric system is the tool of the devil. My car gets forty rods to the hog's head, and that's the way I likes it." <laughs> 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 as soon as he said "hog's head," I was like, "Oh shit!"
0: <laughs> there looks like there's a a couple of I think it's questions in the chat, or I don't know if maybe they're just going back and forth with each other
7: six oh, oh wise ass has an answer
0: 63 gallons or about a wine barrel
7: yep yeah, it's it's um it's Wiseass, Wiseass got it right it's it's two barrels basically so if a barrel is 31 gallons right? 62
0: gallons 62 are, are gallons close are he's close. he's pretty close yeah the barrel must
5: be like about 31 and a half then really
7: yeah it's probably a 31 and a half Um, So it's like 63 gallons, um, and it's huge. The fucking thing is huge. You see a guy right next to it, they roll it down the street.
4: (laughs) Yeah, but can it make the Kessel Run
0: in 12 parsecs? Sure can,
7: as long as you... uh, Turn the alcohol into ethanol.
0: Nj, NJ Stout in the chat says <laughs> that it e- always bothered me because because the parsec is
5: a measure it, of distance and not time. It is a
4: measure of distance. <laughs> I know, and I've actually seen Star Wars nerds try to justify that it was intentionally done that way. I'm like, come on, no, he just fucked up. Twenty
7: eight point four
0: grams. Hey, Forrest, yeah. you can you can have this one. One of your pedals that you guys are going to launch is going to be called the Crown Jewel, but spelled J O U L E.
4: That would be good. Yeah. Right. The mega jewel?
0: Right. <laughs> I have a mega jewel. Or the family jewels? <laughs> <laughs>
4: I, we're also going to do the 1.21 gigawatt.
0: <laughs> nice.
4: We produced that today.
0: <laughs> All right. So I think, yeah, I think safely uh, Wise Ass got himself a vial of uh, white labs. We'll send that out to you soon. Wise Ass, good job on that one. Google, check is in
4: the mail, sir. Google,
0: Google is your friend. <laughs> we gladly pay you
7: Tuesday for a hamburger today.
0: Yes, exactly. All right, let's see how we're running here. Uh, I'm i fucking thirsty. I think it's time to take a break again.
7: Yeah, I just made a graph, too. So there's, real quick, two ways to make a graph. You okay. ferment the apple cider with the beer, um, or you could make your own beer and make your own cider and blend the two. <sighs> he the third blend. way,
4: of course, to make a graph is with Excel.
7: Mm-hmm. <laughs> or on or graph PowerPoint, paper. Yeah. <laughs> or manually with graph paper. Graph paper, how
4: quaint! We got three hogsheads of graph paper over here. <laughs> you got a lot of
7: fucking paper, my friend.
0: <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to uh, we're going to refill our beers, and uh, we'll be back shortly. Stick around. Final gravity. You're listening to Final Gravity Podcast. Homebrew University, 160 Main Street in Hackettstown, New Jersey is a proud sponsor of Final Gravity Podcast. Give them a visit for a great selection of homebrewing equipment, supplies, literature, and more. Not sure about a recipe? Not a problem. They'll formulate a recipe for you and give you all the necessary ingredients. Homebrew University carries extract and a great selection of grains that you can have crushed while you wait. Check out their signature recipe kits, available only at Homebrew University. They also carry a full line of wine and cider making supplies and equipment. Visit Homebrew University today at 160 Main Street in Hackettstown, or you can call them at 908-452-5352. That's 908-452-5352. Stop by Homer University today and see what all the buzz is about.
6: Hey guys, I like to shop. And when I come home from shopping, the last thing I want to do is carry my bags through the snow, ruining my cute shoes I just found on sale. I wish my husband would just get a shed from Pleasant Run Structures so I could have my garage back. He could put all of his man stuff in the shed and brew out there. I mean, all he has to do is call 908-237-1325 and get the man cave of his dreams. They even offer two-story sheds because I know he has a lot of shit. Pleasant Run Structures has two locations in New Jersey, Parsippany and Flemington, but they will ship anywhere. So it really is a no-brainer. Check out PleasantRunStructures.com for more info. That's PleasantRunStructures.com. Check it out today because your wife might be so happy she can park in her garage. You might even get some.
0: your kegerator still look like it belongs in a dorm room? Do you still have Coors Light or NASCAR tap handles on it? Look no further. Fisher Woodcraft has the solution. Fisher Woodcraft hand turns exotic hardwood tap handles. And let me tell you, these things are beautiful. Give your kegerator that sleek look with a Fisher Woodcraft tap handle. Fisher Woodcraft also offers hand-spun bowls, mugs, and more. Look them up online: www.fisherwoodcraft.com. That's www.fisherwoodcraft.com.
1: Hello, beer drinkers. Look at your peanuts. Now look at my peanuts. Now look at yours. Now back to mine. Sadly, your peanuts are not JB Gourmet Peanuts. Look down. Now look up, where are you? You're at jbgourmetpeanuts.com. What's that in your hand? It's the original peanuts. Look down, now look back up. It's the spicy. What's that in my hand? It's a 16 ounce jar of peanuts. Look again, they're gone. Look again, the refill bag has filled it back up. Now they're diamonds. Spicy, delicious, addictive diamonds. I'm on a horse. Give them a call, man. Ask about their peanuts. 201-906-8777. Or visit their website, jbgourmetpeanuts.com. That's jbgourmetpeanuts.com.
0: Hey, guys. It's Jay. Just wanted to reach out and thank all of our listeners for supporting our show over the years. Keep it up, man. Don't forget to go to our homepage and click on those links for the AHA and BYO. Helps you out, and it helps us out as well. If you think we're going to look polished, stainless, and copper, if you're not sure that six tap handles is going to be enough in your chest freezer, then you're in the right place. Welcome back. The final gravity. up, bitches we're back what? a
5: dead laptop
0: <laughs> who's got a dead laptop this one. <laughs> oh, you timed out
5: no not timed out uh, oh battery died oh
0: buzz kill I can get yeah well you know <laughs> alright yeah fuck it yeah we're we're gonna wrap up here in a little bit anyway because the uh, the drinks are starting to go down pretty nice now
5: yeah, I can't do too much. I got to get home at some point. Yeah, uh, you got to stay around.
4: That's when the funny shit happens. That is too
5: hard. Yeah,
0: but my wife is flying back from
5: Vegas, and I need to be home to uh, to not get in trouble. To figure out
0: <laughs> to figure out what happened in Vegas. Stayed in Vegas.
4: It's funny. We all filled in that blank differently. I was going to say rock that ass, but all right,
0: yeah. Wow. Nice that too. <laughs> there you go. Hey, listen, there's male prostitutes in Vegas, too. Just saying.
5: Yeah, their plane lands <laughs> in, what, about 20, 25 minutes, I think. So. Ah, very good. And then about another hour from Newark Airport. No, get
0: down. All right, where I'm um, lost. There we go. Now I got the chats up. Oh, man, I can't believe the battery died. All right, well, that's all right, because we're going to wrap it up anyway a little bit. These guys are, I think they're out smoking. So the uh, long and short of it is get yourself some apples. And it, even if you can't afford the equipment or don't want to build it, you will have to figure out a way to grind up the apples. I mean, you could, uh, you know,
5: put you them in. Can do the... A- the, the, the uh you know, cheap-ass way that I've done, but uh, from what I'm hearing from, from more, and I think
0: that's... It, it.
5: The fresh ones are probably better.
0: Yeah, the fresh juice was amazing, man. You, you just, wow. like, once, once we pressed those apples, you know, with nothing added, just pressed apples, and just that juice pouring out. One, it was... A lot clearer than I thought it was going to be. Really? Yeah, it wasn't like cloudy like cider. It was very clear. It was quite clear.
5: Interesting, because I mean, all that stuff drops out. I mean, if you guys go get the
0: pectins and stuff,
5: the the, the brown cloudy cider. I mean, all that shit drops to the bottom with the yeast.
0: Yeah. No, when we were pressing, it was it was quite clear. I I was actually surprised. I thought it was going to be cloudy, but it was actually quite clear. Hmm. But so you'll need to crush up your apples. Like I said, do a search on Google. I mean, you can literally do it with a spackle bucket with some, or not a spackle, you know, Home Depot food grade bucket or whatever.
5: A brew bucket if you have one. A brew bucket,
0: right, an old brew bucket that you don't (laughs) use anymore. Drill some holes in it, wrap some zip ties around (laughs) it, and put a, you know, a car jack just to press, you know, the material that's in the bucket. I mean, there is ways to make a cheap press.
4: Jay, can I just stop? Like, I'm having trouble visualizing how the zip ties Help smash apples. What's then I'm wondering
0: where they the project goes. They, they help hold the bucket together so it doesn't explode under pressure.
7: I, oh, okay. Ah. Instead of metal banding,
0: they yeah. use we have
7: like a if it,
5: for that. If so you if you bought some really, really huge hose clamps, that would work too.
7: Correct. Yeah. So like
4: the, the zip ties you're talking about like gonna go around the outside.
0: Yeah, like heavy duty zip ties. Yeah, you. D-
4: like big ones. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah you're right. talking. You, you're wrap around the, the bucket. bucket.
4: You're, you're coopering the bucket. You, yeah. because yeah, I'm I'm just thinking of this bucket with like a whole shitload of holes and little zip ties. I'm like, what the fuck?
7: How's that gonna help? No, the zip ties <laughs> are for your junk. You have to zip tie your junk together.
0: Right. <laughs> right. If, <laughs> if if you Google uh, you know DIY apple press, you'll see what I mean. Okay. But I'll check it out. The zip so, ties. So what's the what's the uh, car jack? Can, uh, pushing on is
5: there like a, a wooden plate or something that just down yeah the you, you,
0: you can build a frame you, oh, know, so you have, you have to almost lever. build so some, yeah, sort like cross, of a frame cross,
7: cross beam it's like a mm. there's, and
0: there's, then the jack just opens up from the top of the frame and pushes down on into the bucket right kind of thing so oh okay okay if you google it you'll get a much better idea of what, what we're talking about there's here but i uh, mean you can you can make a press with just about anything as long as you have pressure
7: right the, the old way they used to do it, they take these slats of wood, and they're like a table-sized slat, and the woods are um, – the, the table isn't – it's like a picnic table. It has, like, gaps in it, and they would put that down. First, they would line it with muslin or, uh, muslin or um, cheesecloth, and then they would spray the pomace right onto the cheesecloth, put another – Slat of wood, like a table on top of it. Put another cheesecloth. and Keep building that up, like six or seven feet high. And the pressure alone from the weight of those slats on the wood would press the apples into.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like heavy-duty lattice. Right, that's it. Right. You know, picture like lattice, but heavier duty.
7: Right, and um, that's how big presses would do it. I mean, some of the screws that you uh, you'd see in these presses—they're size of—they're eight inches thick or ten inches thick from the old presses. And they, they must have weighed a ton. So to put that weight on top of the the slats and just one or two turns and you've got, you know, apple cider.
5: Yep. So. so theoretically a bucket and a pile of rocks.
7: Uh, Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. A bucket, a round, you know, cut around piece of plywood. That just kind of like sits there. And, in it and uh, it. laminate it, you know, <laughs> or uh, like poly, poly it. There's no, like food no, grade polyurethane. Poly- well, you yeah. can get food grade polyurethane. Yeah, yeah you- there you go. You yeah, no, you don't want to use, uh, you know, just standard poly, but they make food-grade polys you can put on, or mineral oil, mineral just something good, to protect yep. the wood. Uh, just mm-hmm. use some
4: Plasti Dip, you're good.
0: Right. <laughs> some uh, rubberized undercoating from your bed or liner. Or find a,
5: find a nice disc of stainless, right? Right. right. Yeah.
0: Actually, you know, that's that's actually not a bad idea. You probably could repurpose, like, a, a false bottom. Or
3: something.
7: So, they're the ones that you can uh. press... Um, the ones that you can get commercially are crossbeam the one that Jay's describing it's got a uh, sort of like a crossbeam on top where the press actually presses the apple or you can get what I have which is uh, a ratchet press where it presses down as you ratchet it down and uh, I believe we just have a new guy Better late here. than never. That's right,
0: baby. Eric the Red just showed up and brought Eric Looks the Red. A- looks like beer. Red ale. Nice. A
4: keg of red.
0: Sweet. The party just started.
4: Yeah. I love when he shows up because he oh, always has yo. beer. <laughs>
3: That's,
0: hey, you know what? He's learning. He's learning. You show up in the studio, you bring friggin' beer. But, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a million ways you guys can figure out how to press apples. But um, grinding is probably the harder part. I think the, coming up with a press is easier than figuring out how to grind them. But, you know, there's a blender. You can always blend, throw them in a blender, worst case. Food
7: processor uh, for your sink. If you have that, you just put the apples down there. Yeah, I can't afford the Vitamix.
4: (laughs) I think I might get that Ninja,
7: the uh, Ninja blender. The bullet? Yeah,
4: or they actually have a bigger one, bigger than the bullet, that's pretty badass.
7: It's that juicer that the guy on, like, t- 3 o'clock in the morning shows up says, if you drink this juice, you'll live forever.
4: <laughs> I've a- you know, it's funny. I've, I've actually got a pretty nice... Uh, I have an Omega uh, centrifugal juicer that's pretty sweet. Um, and Did it does apples ass ass really ass well, but it just takes forever.
2: <laughs> the other thing you can use is... Um
0: yeah, garbage disposal. Yeah, that's the food process. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as long as, nice. yeah, as long as it has the stainless blades on it. Yeah, those actually work really good for an apple scratter. And there's a bunch of DIY stuff online about how to do that. But yeah, the disposals work really well. Huh. You, you have to do some plumbing and stuff like that, but it's pretty easy. You hook a switch to it, throw the apples in, and you're coming out with pumice on the other end. And it, it that grinds it up really good, <laughs> really good. But uh, yeah, there, there's a ton of ways to do it. But uh,
7: it- I've also found that you have to use with apples. If you're using any kind of press, even the ones that are, unless you get like a stainless steel grate, even the ones that have holes in them. If you get a muslin a muslin bag, uh, like a grain bag, use the grain bag or use cheesecloth because if you keep pressing it, it'll just keep squirting out at you. Like it's a pissed off uh, apple.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, that's a good point. You definitely want to put the uh, pumice in a bag because yeah, otherwise you're just you going to make a big hot mess. Eh. The other thing to keep in mind is you're going to want to have um, a screen because you will get bees. Right. Maybe not so much now. They're probably not as bad now. But if you're doing this you know, late summer, <laughs> early fall like we were, there will be bees everywhere. So be prepared that you're going to have to strain before you pour into your fermenter. Even as you're you collecting the juice, there's going to be bees in the juice. juice.
7: Yeah, they, they don't mm. bother you either. They just like they just want the juice.
0: Yeah, so uh, just uh, be prepared that you know you're going to have to have a screen, <laughs> a strainer, before you pour into your fermenter to keep the bees out of your fermenter.
7: Right, and you know what's cool is that when you fill the bag up with pomace, uh, even before you press, you're going to get a half a gallon, maybe three quarters of a gallon of juice without even putting pressure on it. That's how cool this thing is, and when you when you see it, the, the juice comes out brown, and it's gorgeous, and it just tastes so good. The apples this year I've been getting around 10.50. Um, that's the average that I've been seeing on.
0: That's pretty the, nice sugar
7: content, yeah. Um, but it also depends on what type of apples that you have for pressing. Um, and if I was smart, I would have brought my laptop. I could have ran through. Late summer, early fall, mid-fall, and late fall brands of apples to look for. So,
0: they, yeah, all of them, I would assume, have different sugar content. Right.
7: And if you have a computer, look it up. Say, okay, what apples can I get for cider pressing? Because there are cider pressing apples. And you want to mix. You don't want the same apple. You, you can do the same apple. You can do whatever apples you want. But if you get a mix of tart and sweet, you're going to have a very complex cider going. And that's probably what you're looking for.
4: Yeah, I, don't, I don't know if they're s- seasonal right now, but I'm imagining Honeycrisp would make a seriously badass cider.
7: Honeycrisp is great. It has got a lot of sugar content in it, and uh, I've used Honeycrisp, uh, Juno, Mac, Macintosh, uh, Golden Delicious, Granny Smith. Um, I've used Zestar, and if you think Honeycrisp is good, if you could
0: find Zestar apples.
7: never haven't heard of those. Incredible. Incredible.
4: All right, shit, don't mess with a Zestar. I will look for that.
0: And here's the other thing. I mean, if you guys go through the effort of building, you know, some sort of grinding device or scratter and your own press, you can get creative, too. I mean, we've been just focusing mainly on apples, and we talked a little bit about Perry, but I mean, you can put any kind of fruit in there. I mean, let's think about it. You know, wine is grapes. You could do cherries, strawberries, peaches. Any kind of fruit you want, you could throw in there. So that's the beauty of ciders, is you can really friggin' experiment to no end.
7: My next is, uh, I guess because of the season here, and Chris, I think you'll appreciate this. I'm thinking about getting cranberries.
0: Ooh, yeah, yeah.
7: Cranberry sizer, or or cranberry honeymead.
0: That would be awesome.
7: Yeah, Yeah, also apples are a good love the pink flavors.
4: (laughs) So you could do an apple base and add other, you you know, smaller amounts of other fruits and really kind of get the... Yep. Get the flavor out of them without having to, you know, because it, it might be really hard to come up with enough strawberry juice to, like, make a cider, but right. you could add strawberries to an apple cider and still get that essence, or yep. whatever you wanted to mess with.
0: Add a little Geely more complexity or to fruit, it. whatever yep. the
4: fuck you can think of. Yeah.
0: And then you could also, we were talking about back sweetening before, and that may be a nice secret to put a twist on your ciders. Uh, apples are cheap. They're readily available, at least around here in the Northeast and New England, but... You know, if you wanted to back sweeten instead of just adding sugar, that's when maybe you can throw some plums in there or some sure. cherries and back sweeten with those fruits right. um, to give you some more of that interesting, different fruit complexity to the yeah, mix. Yeah,
5: it's too bad around here that seasons don't line up because I, I mean, strawberry season is like June and yeah. apples aren't till September, October, November. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, you probably have to. Yep. And, well, and you
4: that, can always slum it and get the South American fruit. That shit's all, all year round in the grocery <laughs> store.
0: Right.
7: What's that? Florida.
0: <laughs> that too. Right. And that was uh, something I was going to bring up before too. You know, if you guys do have orchards in your area, a lot of orchards do freeze apples. So even if you know we are coming to the end of apple season here pretty quickly, but even if uh, you can't you know go and pick them off the tree, a lot of orchards will actually freeze apples. So you can get them potentially in the winter. You may pay a little bit more for them, but. No don't, don't think that in uh, December you can't get your, your hands on a couple of bushels of apples, because most uh, bigger orchards will freeze a bunch of them.
7: And it's funny, we were picking apples about a year and a half ago, two years ago, I guess. My daughter was just new and young. Um, walking around an uh, apple farm, just amazed at how much fruit was lost on the ground. I mean, there was so much apples on the ground. And little did I know they did collect those, and they make cider out of them. So <laughs> really, <laughs> yeah, they collect all that yeah. apple. Yeah, it's amazing.
0: Yeah, it's a sh- It's uh, when we were we picked strawberries. Uh, I guess it was last year at uh, one of the local farms at Donaldson's, and it was when we were walking up and down. The- we were late for the picking season, so we were like at the tail end of it. Okay, and we're walking up and down rows and rows and rows of strawberries. And you could actually smell the strawberries fermenting. Wow. It was beautiful. <laughs> it was awesome. Wow. Like, they're all mushed on the ground. And, you, you know, I was like, man, you, you could actually Strawberry smell. Strawberry wine, essentially, yeah, just you, on the yeah, ground. you could actually smell it fermenting. It was it was beautiful.
4: Yeah, Jay, actually, um, um, Meg and I bought this uh, big container of blackberries from some farm we went to. And we'd had them, you know, it was a lot of them, so we had it for a couple of weeks. And towards the end of, you know... When they were still good, we had them in the fridge, and even in the fridge, they started to ferment. But they started to ferment inside each little, um, you know, nodule of the blackberry, and so it was like slightly carbonated. Wow. So you could actually <laughs> eat them, and it was like almost like eating a carbonated fruit. It was the most that's, amazing that's thing, that's and I was awesome. so blown away wow. by it that I was like. I gotta try this again. I kept buying blackberries, trying to get them to do it, and it won't fucking do it. Of course, I don't know how it <laughs> happened, but it was the most amazing thing ever, and I cannot reproduce it.
5: That that particular um, place where you got it must have had the right yeast on the outside of the uh, <laughs> uh, outside was, of the berries. It just like a
4: perfect storm of awesomeness for this fruit. And if you could re- reproduce those things consistently, I think you can make a lot of money because it's an amazing experience to eat it. it. Is that like kind of like a fizzy cow? little?
5: A bite fizzy of awesome little with a tiny bit of alcohol bite. in it. Was, was, wow. <laughs>
4: Incredible.
0: That's awesome. That is awesome.
5: You know, I heard stories uh, about uh, areas where elephants live and the the fruit that's native there, and some of it will ferment on the tree or ferment on the ground. And the elephants have actually learned the smell of that fruit and the smell of fermentation. They'll actually go eat that stuff and get shit faced.
4: Nice. <laughs> Dude, elephants are smart.
7: Yes. Smarter than me.
0: Right? Drunk elephants.
7: I like it. Don't get in their way. <laughs> <laughs> <I don't
0: laughs> yeah. Like
7: any animal. I think I think that'll say
5: say something about the never forget thing.
7: <laughs> well, that's I mean basically when we when we get rid of the pumice, the used pumice. James you might want to talk about this a little bit. Um, I use
5: it for hunting.
2: Um, yep. And you
7: know, you know, it works, right? They, they come in. They. It works better than grains.
0: Yeah, and that, and that's another thing too. With cider is. um there really isn't a whole lot of byproduct, which I kind of appreciated. You're not wasting a ridiculous amount of water nope, to nope. Uh, chill your beer. Nope. You know, you have to rinse off the equipment, but that's minimal. Uh, and, you know, the byproduct, like you were saying, the pumice is totally reusable for animal feed and whatnot. Garden. Garden, garden compost.
7: Compost,
0: yeah. So when I get down to the tropics, i got to try
5: this with some of that stuff. You know, a, a mango cider or something yeah, like that. Yeah, absolutely. Not, not,
7: not only do I want to do fruit, but I would like to see uh, if I could find some vegetables with a lot of sugars in them and press, like, well, obviously. You could
0: do tomatoes. Tomatoes, cucumbers,
7: and see what I can come up with, you know. like Melons. A, a um, V8, fermented yeah. V8
0: drink. <laughs> yep. V8. Interesting. And I bet it's funny,
5: like, we kind Carrots of. Carrots got a
0: bit. Forest, you kind of jokingly said walnuts, but, you know, if you put enough pressure behind certain nuts, you could probably pull some sugars out of them. Sure. The problem is you probably get a whole lot of oil with them, too. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. a lot of
7: pain as well. Actually, uh, Jay, your point, about the, your point
4: about the water was uh, really well made. And I brought this up a couple times on different shows, but I did an article a couple of years ago for BYO about how water-intensive uh, homebrewing is. And I just pulled up the article because I I did my own sort of anecdotal testing and for a 5 gallon batch it's about 50 gallons of water not including the actual brew water. Wow, that's, that's a lot. It's just the ancillary setup, clean up, chilling, whatever. It's a lot of water. Yeah. And you know, that's assuming a plate chiller. If you did like a recirculating or you did a immersion chiller, it's, you know, another 15 20 more gallons. So it's it's not it's not a small footprint kind of hobby and anything you can do to minimize that's good. Um, which was the point of the article? Using it, recirculating chiller saves a lot of water, but um, brewing cider saves even more because <laughs> you really don't have to deal with um, any of the chilling, which is the primary um, sink for water.
0: Yep, and no, uh, no propane. No propane.
4: Right. right. No yeah,
0: electric. You're not. It's
4: extremely low carbon footprint. It's green brewing. It really is.
0: Yeah, it is. I mm-hmm. mean, it, you know, the forefathers had it kind of had it right, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be drinking a lot more ciders, man. I'm I'm looking forward to. With all the ciders you guys have brewed, I can't wait till they're done to taste more and like right. experiment more. Because I, I kind of, it was never in my vocabulary, but I think like going down to your house that day with you helping you, more, and I was I got totally excited about the process. It was cool. It was, you know, deep, it was something it was cool. different. I was like, this hard. is awesome. You picked it up. No, right away, it, it wasn't it was, real hard, and and it was is. It was, it's different, you know, for sure. It's a different process, but it, it was just a lot of fun. Like, I, it's kind of a new excitement for me, you know. And what what
7: else is cool is that, the, you know, oxidation turns apples brown. Um, so once you start crushing them, the apples turn from a, a light yellow to a brown relatively quickly. So when you're pressing them, the, the cider comes out brown. As soon as you add yeast to it, it turns into an opaque brown, and then the brown goes away, and it becomes clear as day, like yellow. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. what I've seen. Even yeah.
5: with the uh, the, uh, the the gallons of the commercial non-fermented cider, it's right. it's that very opaque brown, and, and then within yeah. a few days, it's
7: sh- yep, it drops gone. out of solution. And when we were mm-hmm. doing the um, cider or the perry with the pears, now the pears looked similar when you were crushing them, but they were softer. I think they produced more juice because they were juicier. What kind of pears? Um, I think they were. Some kind of tree, Bosch. They look, there were brown pears. Brown pears, like a yeah, Bosch? Like a Bosch, yeah. Bosch? Bosch. Okay.
5: So yeah, no H on there. No Bosch? Yeah, no, no, no. not lo- not like the. Uh, like the
4: uh, German company, they're awesome.
5: Yeah. <laughs> um,
4: they make great spark plugs.
5: And fuel injectors and all sorts of fun stuff. <laughs> but and also and drills and the shit.
7: But the, the Perry <laughs> came out almost. I mean, you wouldn't think that there's much of a difference of taste. And there was extreme. Like, when we did it, we didn't really clean out the apples first. So the first runnings that we did, we were tasting it and We were like, ah, yeah, it tastes just like apple cider. But then the second time we, we did it, it was just, I think that pear juice was just phenomenal.
0: Yeah, fresh squeezed pear juice is Bar none, it's hard. You can't really compare anything to it.
4: No, you're com- Yeah, you know, Pear gets shit on a lot because it's kind of mealy, but I fucking think it's one of the best fruit flavors there is.
0: I love Pear. I agree. Magic Hat.
7: Yeah, Magic Hat. Right. Mm. So th- that's the thing. Who who just laid one, man? It stinks in here.
4: <laughs> somebody dropped heat in there. Yeah. It wasn't me, man. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know up to it. But
5: the p- right, who, the so specific somebody went, in sorry, the room just got heavy. You guys, pretty hard. There's a little,
0: some heavy methane a going on here. Back pressure in the room. <laughs> uh,
7: but what I w- what I want to do is I think like, I
0: like meads. I
7: make a lot of meads. I just made a blueberry mead. Wall. not just, but I made one back in. Um,
0: Yeah, when the fuck are we going to drink that? Hopefully the holiday party. It bottled last night, buddy. Uh, Nice. Beautiful. So I'm thinking you're going to make blueberry tart dessert. Check this out. It started at
5: 1162.
7: 1162? 1162. And
2: where are you at now? James, what did it end at? Uh, Let's say it's 20% alcohol. (laughs)
7: 40 proof. It dried out to 10.08 or 10.06 or something like that. Wow. That was like god! What kind of yeast was that? That was a tank yeast. It was actually three different yeasts. Oh, okay. So uh, every time I transferred it. So you did a
0: J-bone blend.
7: Yeah. I I did champagne yeast at first, and that took care of the primary. And then in order for it to stay, I added some DAP and some uh, Energizer and pitched uh, Nottingham yeast onto it to see if I could just continue the ferment. And it did for a little while, and then I transferred it a third time. Um, I started out with about six gallons. I ended up at three and a half. Um, and then I, I pitched another champagne yeast onto it, and it dried out to, I, I guess, James, you said 1002 was the reading?
2: Yeah, I believe 1002, 1004, Jeez. I believe, yesterday.
7: And um, Wow. A couple of weeks ago, I tried it, and it was so ethanol. I guess it was a month ago, and it was just... Oh, my God, this stuff is paint thinner. Last night, when we, we did the reading, we beautiful. tried it. You couldn't even taste any alcohol in it. It was blueberries. It was thick. It was viscous. It looked like paint going into the bucket. <laughs> um, and uh, So
0: it's going to be a panty dropper. It's a panty dropper. Nice.
7: Oh. I was shopping Swimbo my panties slayer. last
0: night. <laughs> Swimbo slayer. <laughs> <laughs> Swimbo slayer. <laughs> so. Nice.
4: Um, Actually, a uh, Warren, that uh, reminds me. The last cider that I did, um, the OG was like 11 even. And I added a lot of sugar. I added a, um, it was a tiny batch. It was one gallon of juice, five and pounds of sugar. One, it was one pound of dark muscovado. Okay. And then I simmered it with some uh, cinnamon and also a little star anise. And the simmering kind of, you know, reduced the volume a bit. So it was like, you know, it was like straight eleven across the board. And when it finished, it was like, I don't know, ten, twelve, or something. And so it was a little enough sweet that it wasn't definitely wasn't dry, but it wasn't cloying. Uh, but my god, you drink a small cup of that, and it's like, holy shit, you're ready to go to jail, you know, like start a fight with somebody, yeah, it, <laughs> it was a, pretty pretty powerful stuff.
0: It was a punch kittens, <laughs> oh, right? It's
4: like, <laughs> damn, kick a baby, I don't care.
7: Yeah, it was it was pretty neat. Um, when when you drink it, it goes down the throat smooth, uh, and there's no alcoholic bite to it whatsoever. And like 15 20 seconds later. You feel the warmth in your belly yep. just starting to rise right up to your chest and into yep. your throat.
0: So you're going to be bringing some of that to the swimbo party, right? Ah, uh, yeah. All right, sweet. Yeah, that's it. Uh,
7: yeah, you just reminded
0: me that I got to make the hotel reservation. I, was say, are you I guys get rooms this year. The,
4: last oh year, hell yeah! We, we <laughs> thought it was going to be like everybody has rooms, but it was just me and Megan. We're like, oh, this isn't any fun.
0: <laughs> no, there's, there's, um, there's definitely. I think there's still rooms available. You got to just call and tell them you're with NJ Hops, and I'll, I'll text you the information for us.
4: Cool. Well, well, yeah, we'll, we'll uh, get that taken care of immediately. Yeah, we're
5: doing that this year. Uh, you know, I mean, we're not that far, but yeah, it's
0: with this kind of stuff, nah. Yeah. Well, who,
4: who, who, I mean, who cares? It's, it's just fun to, like, hang out and, you know, oh, hell yeah, yeah. And worry about driving yeah. and stay as late as you want. My only
0: my only advice is book your rooms sooner than later because I don't know how many. He, like, he didn't put a block of rooms aside for us, no. so I don't know how many he has available.
7: That's happened, But he that's is giving us a sports. discount, so because one person just stayed there last year. So if we get more people to stay, I
0: no, there was there was a few last year. Was there? Oh yeah, there okay. were there was three, or, oh, or, really? three or four that stayed last year. yeah.
7: Okay. Jonathan stayed,
0: didn't he? R.J. and his wife stayed. R.J. and his wife. Yep. Yeah. yeah. There was a few that stayed.
4: I don't know because everybody we asked at the party were like, "Oh no, we're not staying." I'm like, "What the fuck?" They just don't I thought, like. I you that was for the us. whole point.
0: Yeah.
7: They didn't like you. <laughs> i guess so <laughs> apparently well, i
0: i don't doubt that the guys from nj hops east they're going to stay too so there, there should be hopefully more people staying but yeah get on that i'll text you the info and uh, you know book that as soon as you can
7: all right brad uh bradley stopped in the store you know tall bradley he didn't make our last meeting and he was all worried that he couldn't go to the the uh the dinner because he missed the meeting i'm like dude you can cut to this dinner <laughs> he's, Goddamn, like, what? he's like i'm gonna make something and i don't know if anyone else
0: is making it i'm gonna make like for it <laughs> yes i like oh, that
3: nice.
0: all right guys well i think uh i think we're gonna wrap it up for tonight but man i I just gotta say it's so great to be back in the studio and thank you guys all for coming out man this has been a great show and it was good to have some people in the studio Man, yeah, it is. sorry awesome. i was
7: late you know no
0: it's hey i understand i get it you got a store to run
7: yeah, someone. It closed at six. So I was there till seven fifteen
0: with the. Yeah, with the it customer, happens. So. But thanks, Forrest, for joining us, and uh, yeah, thanks man. everyone in the chat. And Wiseass, we'll be getting you your White Lab yeast soon, so you can make some cider. All right, all right, all right. All right, later, guys. We'll see you soon. You're listening to Final Gravity Podcast.
2: Going out of Twinkies, I dream about showering in beer with the guys from Final Gravity Podcast.
1: It's JW, I'm from the Ship Inn in Milford, New Jersey, and you listen to the final Gravity Podcast.
0: i got to find some dumb hot chicks to interview. <laughs> so
2: what's your favorite beer? <laughs> of course I awesome. Oh, We love it! Uh, box.
3: Uh, what was your favorite
6: beer? Uh, uh, strawberry. Strawberry, uh, wheat. Strawberry,
3: strawberry wheat. Good. Strawberry yeah. wheat. Strawberry
6: wheat. What I'm drinking
0: right now. <laughs> you know which <laughs> one that is. <laughs> I know. It. Wine, ah, another intelligent discussion about beer. So what do you taste in that beer you're drinking? I really, you're going to ask me that question? <laughs> what kind of beer are you drinking, first of all? Well, apparently
4: what I have right now is
2: copper, ale. And I'll be honest with you, it's not my kind of beer, but right now, it's my kind of beer. Uh, Jim, what do you like
0: about the beer you're drinking there?
2: Uh, this uh, this beer right here. The best part about this beer um, so far is the fact that it's very wet. Uh, it also has carbonation to it, so there's a plethora of bubbles. Um, I like the wetness, I like the bubbles, and uh, I like the fact that when I drink it, uh, the tastes are fantastic. So what, what what are some of the the flavors you're getting out of that beer? i well, I'm definitely I, I can taste uh, I taste more of the wetness than anything. Uh, um, and once again, the bubbles. So more or less, the bubbles and the wetness is what I'm tasting at this point. How about you guys? What 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 was your favorite beers? Uh, Magic Hat, Citrus Boy.
5: Hey, this is Casey Kramer. I'm from Riververse Brewing Company, and you're listening to
1: the Final Gravity Podcast.
0: Does your kegerator still look like it belongs in a dorm room? Do you still have Coors Light or NASCAR tap handles on it? Look no further, Fisher Woodcraft has the solution. Fisher Woodcraft hand turns, exotic hardwood tap handles, and let me tell you, these things are beautiful. Give your kegerator that sleek look with a Fisher Woodcraft tap handle. Fisher Woodcraft also offers hand spun bowls, mugs, and more. Look them up online, www.fisherwoodcraft.com. That's www.fisherwoodcraft.com. Custom graphics located at 117 Washington Street, Newton, New Jersey is your only source for signs, lettering, and large format vehicle wraps. Give them a call, 973-335-8141, or visit them on the web. CustomGraphicsNJ.com Custom Graphics Your source for everything Lettering and large scale printing CustomGraphicsNJ.com That's CustomGraphicsNJ.com <laughs> Take what you